Scripture says in verse 12 that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. And then he goes all the way down here and says some other things. But I read in a place that it says a winner goes through a problem and a loser goes around it and never gets past it. I read in another place where it said a winner makes commitments. I want to be a winner, don't you? A winner makes commitments and a loser makes promises. He promises but he don't he don't follow through on his promise that's right a winner says i'm good but not as good as i ought to be a loser <laughs> says i'm not as bad as a lot of other people are yeah. Yeah. a winner respects those who are above him and tries to learn from them a loser resents them that are above him and yeah. tries to find chinks in their armor some of you yeah. you don't win because you come to church and you want to look at uh, well what's wrong with him what's wrong yeah. with him instead of what's wrong with you a winner feels more uh, feels responsible for more than his job. A loser says, "I only work here." A winner says, "Well, this is our church, and I'm going to do what I can to make this church a better church." But a loser says, "Well, what are they doing down there? They, they, they never take any ownership of this is their church, and right. this is my testimony. What's what they're doing down there? What their church is? Right. It's it's your church." A winner says, "I'm going to take responsibility right. for that. I'm going to make it better." And the Bible says in uh, Matthew chapter 11 and Jesus looking at this crowd that he's talking to here and John the Baptist had went to jail and John the Baptist was getting ready to get his head cut off and yeah. they'd sent his disciples down there to ask Jesus and said John wants to know are you the one or should we look for another and uh, if you read before this and in Luke chapter 7 that the Pharisees and the scribes have been arguing about it and been arguing about John the Baptist and everything else and Jesus said the kingdom of heaven uh, uh, suffereth violence and the violence uh, uh, take it by force. Then he went on down there to say this. Uh, he said, what am I going to liken this generation of people to? Uh, he said at these people, he yeah. said, what am I going to them to? Uh, he said, they're likened to children. Uh, uh, children that are playing uh, in, in the, the marketplace. marketplace. Yeah. Uh, and I want to preach a message this morning. that got to go to my heart, bro, Tyler. Uh, about are we playing around hey, uh, or are we playing to win? Uh, are we playing around or are we playing... Hey, uh, for victory. There's a big difference That's now right. uh, in just getting out there and playing around uh, and getting out there and playing uh, to win something. Uh, I play ball in my life. Uh, we get out there and practice sometimes. Uh, and Gavin, we just play around. Uh, but when game time comes, brother, uh, it's a whole different ball game. Uh, uh, we got more serious about this thing. Uh, we got in our own way uh, because we wanted Jason uh, uh, to win. Uh, I want to ask you something this morning. Uh, are you just playing around in the kingdom of heaven. Are you just playing around with the Lord? Or are you playing for victory? One of the greatest thrills, one of the greatest things I want to see as the pastor of this church is our people walking in victory. Our people listening that are winning, listening in their life, are not always struggling, are not always down, but got some victory in their life, some victory over some things that really tie them down. But Jesus just goes down there and he says this. He says, what shall I liken this generation to? He said, they're like children in the marketplace. He said, they're popping the one and they're not dancing. They're playing funeral for one and they're not crying. What Jesus says is to this crowd, he said, I liken this generation to a bunch of children. Now we are to be childlike in faith, but not childish. And I believe that one reason that we don't see more winning in our 
Christian walk is we're not childlike, but we're childish. You take these children here. Jesus, look at this generation. He said, you're like it to a bunch of children. He said, you can't make up your mind. You're indecisive. He said, John, you talk about John. And you say, John, why he's too hard. And you say, I am too soft. You say, John has the devil because he preaches repentance. Why John looked out there taller one day and he said, you bunch of hatters, you bunch of vipers who warned you to flee. You show that you've got something, some fruit meat for repentance. He said, you don't like that? That's too hard. He said, but me, you say, I'm a friend of publicans. I'm a gluttonous and a wine bibber. He said, you can't make up your mind which one you want. Either you want it hard or I'm too soft. He said, you're like a bunch of children playing in the marketplace. You're indecisive. And I'm telling you something. This morning, if we want to win in our Christian walk, if we want to win in our Christian mind, in our Christian walk, and have victory with the Lord, we're going to have to make up our mind now and quit being indecisive about who we serve, about the God that we have, brother. Hey, the Bible said this in 1 Kings 18. I've been studying in Sunday school. We've spent eight weeks on Elijah the prophet. And listen to me, Elijah said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If God be God, well then serve him. If Baal be God, then serve him. Hey, listen to me. They was worshiping God and they was worshiping Baal. They was mixing the two. Elijah said, that don't cut it. You're either going to worship God or you worship Baal. Some of you here, listen to me. If your life depended on it, knowing some scripture, helping somebody out, you wouldn't know what to do. You don't know anywhere where it's at. You've not made up your mind. You can't play with the world and play with God. And I just said, how long halt ye between two opinions and a bunch of children they're indecisive about what they ought to do, amen? Amen. You got to wait till you're 16 to get a driver's license, don't you? Because you don't make good decisions. You got to wait till age 18 to join the military because you physically grow, because you don't make right decisions. And Jesus is looking at this crowd. He said, you're like a bunch of children. He said, you should know what to do. He said, but you're so indecisive. Some of you have been saved long enough, brother, and you still hop the fence. You're still not all in like you ought to be. You still not got both feet in. And listen to me, you say, I've been saved for 40 years. Hey, but listen to me, you're still in the crib. You've never grown. And Jesus said, what should I liken this generation to? They're liking to a bunch of children. They can't make up their mind. They got no discernment about nothing. Now any neo thing that comes along, I just stamp Jesus on it, and they'll say it's all right, brother. Hey, listen to me, as God's people, if we're going to go into the kingdom of God, we got to make up our mind. I wish way to go, Amen. They did a study with a bunch of little elementary school kids, and they <coughs> ten kids. They took them in there, and they was about eight years old. Gavin, they threw three lines on a wall. And one line was longer than the other two. They took them all up, these ten kids in there. And they said this. They said, listen, nine of the kids was going to pick the short line. And only one kid didn't know what was going on. 
They took them all in there, little Ron. They said, now you raise your hand when we point to the longest line. Well, now the kids had already been told to raise their hand on the short line. The other kid didn't know what was going on. So they put their finger on the short line. All nine kids raised their hand. And the one little kid that was nine, he didn't raise his hand. They put it on the long line. He raised his hand. He said, I want to raise his hand. He looked around. They said, we're going to do it again. They did it again. He raised his hand with the other nine that raised their hand on the short one. And they said, are you sure? He said, yes. He went with the crowd. He didn't go with what was right. You know what we got in the Christian world right now? You know what we got with the church? But if you're going to walk with God, you're going to be alone. If you walk with God, you're going to be separate. If you walk with God and want something different with God and want victory with God, you're going to be that one that's going to say that ain't right. Uh, this is right. And Jesus said that this generation is like a bunch of children. They can't make up their mind which way to go, which way is right. He said, John's too hard. I'm too soft. John goes this way. I go that way. He said, you like a bunch of children. Amen. You can't get into the kingdom of heaven that way. Where's the kingdom of heaven? That's where the power of God is. That's right. <coughs> That's where the presence of God is. You take these little children in here. Something bad about these children, brother. Yeah. They're indecisive. They can't make up their minds. You got to make up their minds for them. Yeah. You know something else? They get bad indigestion. Watch this. You can't give some of these little children, these little babies. You can't go down there to Texas Roadhouse and give a two two month old baby a, a rack of ribs and set that before that baby. That little baby can't eat that. He physically. Or she physically can't eat that rack of ribs. Likewise, you can't take some of these young children in here whose little teeth is just now forming and give them something like a big hard steak or something like that and they get choked on. Hey, listen, spiritually speaking now, I like to know this generation that the Lord's speaking to. And I know some of you don't like this kind. I listen, I know that I feel the resistance. You don't like it. You want to hear about mammal biscuits in heaven and we run a lap around the church. But I'm trying to tell you something. Why you you struggle like you struggle in your life. That's it's right. because, listen to me, just like the Apostle Paul said, and brethren, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal. He said, even as unto babes in Christ. He said, I fed you with milk and not with meat. He said, for hitherto you're not able to bear it. He said, neither are you now. Listen to me, there comes a time in your Christian walk where you got to get a little bit off the milk and get on the meat of the Word of God and start digesting what God's got for you in this life so you can have some victory and walk with God. Amen. 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 You know why some of you struggle? Because you can't take any kind of meat. You know why you never have no victory? Because you don't take, you like children in the marketplace. Playing around, you do not plan for victory. Amen. Amen, Brother Kevin, that's right. We need it, don't we? Amen. They couldn't make up their mind. They're like children. You can take a bunch of children and you can sway a group of children one way or the other. Amen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Hey, man, you can't give a bunch of children a heavy, heavy heart load to eat. <laughs> they can't digest it all in there, can they? <laughs> you know something about a bunch of little children, too, I found out this. <laughs> 
about a bunch of little old kindergarten children. <laughs> but they're so irritable. <laughs> hey, listen to me. You go in there and you upset the play date. <laughs> you say break time's over. They get so irritable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? We can't get no victory in our life. <laughs> uh, Paul said it in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. <laughs> he said, for ye are yet carnal. <laughs> he said, "Where I, you know how I know we're carnal? <laughs> he said, for wherein there is among you <laughs> in being in strife and divisions. <laughs> he said, are you not carnal? <laughs> and walk as men. <laughs> how in the world are we going to see revival break? Well, revival break out. We just have a big experience and emotion. That ain't revival. You ain't got a clue about God's book. Listen to me. How are we going to have anything wrong with God when we fight with one another? When we're jealousy and full of envy and full of strife and not commitment and being asked a holy God in heaven to bless us, Jesus said. You like a bunch of little children. He listens to this. You can't make up your mind. You can't take nothing to eat. He said, You're irritable one with another. How in the world? Is God going to save your children? How in the world is God going to save your family? How in the world is God going to help you in your life, in your home, when you can't get right with God? Amen. Amen. Good preacher, brother. Well, brother Kevin, I didn't come to hear this, but we need to hear it, don't we? Yes, sir. We need to hear it. Jesus said, I liken this bunch to a bunch of children. He said, They don't like John. They ran out to hear John, and they said, Ah, he's too hard. Then they go run to see Jesus, and they say, Jesus, you hang out with everybody. You, you fellowship with everybody. You're too nice to everybody. He said, you're like a bunch of little children. You just fuss and fight one another. You can't take nothing. He listens to me. You can't make up your mind which way you don't even go. He said, I like you to a bunch of children. You know something else about a bunch of children? Listen, they're up and down. They're unstable as they can be. Paul said that we henceforth be no more children. Paul's to and fro and carried about with everyone win the doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lay in wait what to deceive you as a child of God listen to me walk with God a little while and eat from God's word and knowing God there should be some stability in your life you shouldn't be blown about with every little wind that goes through in your life like a child and Jesus said I liken this bunch to a bunch of children amen I'm getting to the violent, and the violent take about force in a minute. Yeah. But we got to get past the children first Amen. if we're going to get to the kingdom of God. Right. Amen. Because when you find out about the violent, and the violent take about force, it'll mean more to you of what Jesus is trying to tell this crowd right here. He said, you're up and down. John's too hard. He said, you go out and you play. Let's watch this. He said, you go out and you play wedding. And you play flute and you say, well, they didn't rejoice good enough. He said, then you'll turn right around and you'll play funeral. And you'll say, well, they don't cry loud enough. So, you know, you'll come to church and the preacher will tell a funny story. And you'll laugh a little bit. Then the preacher will tell about Jesus being crucified or some old sad tale and you'll cry a little bit. (laughs) But at the end of the day, when all that's done and (laughs) done... Brother, they're going about with no intention whatsoever of ever changing. Going out with no intention whatsoever. In other words, you're just playing around with the crowd where they're at, brother. You know what? We've got a mess in this community right here. It ain't got nothing to do with the White House. It ain't got nothing to do with Frank or Pike County Courthouse. we got a problem in this county right here because of the church house. That's where it's at. And if we get right in the church house, we'll get right in our house. If we get right in the church house and in our house, House. It'll affect the White House. Hey, It'll affect man. everything around. But judgment must begin in the house of God. Amen. 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 
Oh, oh, man. Powerful, brother. That's right, ain't it? Good Amen. preacher, buddy. Amen, brother Kevin. Amen. 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 So, Tyler, here's what they was doing. They was going after Jamie, and they was listening to the old boy's pipe. Oh, yeah. And they was dancing, and they was having a good time. Then they was getting critical, saying, well, you're not, you're not acting like you're in our wedding good enough. We're right. playing wedding. And you're not acting like you're in good enough. He said, now we're going to play funeral. And now you're not acting like you're, we're, we're playing funeral good enough. He said, you just go from one thing to the next like a bunch of children. And you know what's sad about this whole thing, about these children right here? Jesus said, children in the marketplace. Did you catch that? Right? No, he said, Gee, children, you're like children, not just children playing at the house. He said, but you're like children that are playing in the marketplace. Amen. Well, what was in the marketplace, buddy? That's where everybody was at. That's where all the business was done. That's where everybody was walking to and fro. In other words, he said, you're like children that are playing in a place where everybody that's going by is seeing what you're doing. And they know what you're doing. And it's having no effect on nobody in the marketplace. He said, they just go by you and say, look, there they are playing wedding. And there they are playing funeral. They're like a bunch of children playing in the marketplace. You know, for the most part, what people say, Goble, when they go by church, any old church, well, there they are. They're just playing in the marketplace. Well, there they go. They're just playing in the wedding. They're just playing in the funeral. They're just popping this way or popping that way. You know why they say that? Because we'll come down to the church. We'll walk out here. We'll go in the community. And we'll live filthy lives. And candle filthy talk. And act like everybody else. And then go down to the church house. And they'll say, hey, they're just playing around. Ain't no power down there. We're like children playing in the marketplace. Are you going to play around or get some victory in your life? Amen. Some of you need to check up see if you're saved or not. Yeah. Amen. Are you listening to the preacher this morning? Yeah. Amen. You say, well, I know I'm saved. Well, let me ask you this question. Has your life changed in any bit? Right. Has there been any evident changes in your life? Yeah, huh? Do you got any desires that once you didn't have before that are there? Like, I want to be with God. I want to be with God's people. I want to hear God's chips. See, if you're saved... Even though this might be barking your hide, you're saying, you know what? I need that this morning. Amen. I, I need that, preacher. I, I need that. I need, <laughs> the Spirit of God within you says, man, I need that, Lord. <laughs> Lord, I'm not what I should be. <laughs> and I'm not what I ought to be. But bless God, if you say that, what you should be. But <laughs> if you are, <laughs> I don't care how much you cried. <laughs> I don't care how much they cried with you. <laughs> I don't care how big a goosebump they <laughs> got on your neck when they baptized you. <laughs> if there ain't a change in your life, brother, <laughs> an evident change, <laughs> as something went on, brother, <laughs> you on the authority of God's word, <laughs> Ain't saved. That's the Bible. That ain't Brother Kevin. That's the Bible. And Jesus said, You're like a bunch of children. <laughs> and the pastor is going and he's popping to you one Sunday and he's shaking your hand at the door and you go into the marketplace. Then the pastor comes in and you cry a little bit. He shakes your hand at the door. Then you go into the marketplace and you go your way. You have no intention like children. Of ever doing anything with what you got. Playing games with it. But he said in verse. I just read to you in verse 12. He said and from the days of John the Baptist. Until now the kingdom of heaven. Suffereth. The word suffereth means allows. Or is allowed. Violence. And the violent. Take it by force. You say well my brother Kevin. That means that violence is bad. No that, this word for violence is not what you're thinking in your mind. Violence means. This word violence right here means energy. This word violence right here means to focus on something. 
This word violence right here means to get at something and go after something. He said the kingdom of heaven is suffereth violence. In other words, if you want to get where God is, you got to move from where the children are and quit playing around. You're going to have to take some initiative and go get and go after God. He said in a violent, take it by force. If you really want to go with God, if you really want to know God, if you really want to experience the power of God, brother, you can have it. But it's going to cost you something. You're going to have to pursue it. You're going to have to sacrifice, brother. You're going to have to go after it. Like you really mean it, really want it. Now get this in this time. Crowds would gather around Jesus. They would press. Listen, can you imagine how it was the mob around him and around John the Baptist? Brother, I don't think they was in a single file line, Bubby. I think they were scrambling over one another, pushing one another. I think they missed something. Now think about this. If it was you now and your life depended on getting to Jesus, would you just sit back there in the back of the line and say, I'll just wait my turn? No. Oh, no, if your baby was homesick and your baby was home dying, you'd say, I gotta get through. You'd say, I gotta get through. Listen to me, Brother Greg, you'd push somebody aside. You'd say, I gotta get to where I need to go. My baby's dying. My wife's dying. My husband's dying. I'm dying. I ain't got time to wait. I gotta press. I gotta force. I gotta get out of where Jesus is at. Instead of playing in the back of the line. Amen. Amen. You reckon old, you reckon old Zacchaeus suffered violence and the violent take it by force? What do you mean, brother Kevin? Everybody hated Zacchaeus. Yeah. You know that, don't you? Oh yeah. He was hated. He took their money, brother. He wasn't a Roman and he wasn't a Jew. He worked for Rome. He was a Jew. He take their money and he was a middleman. They hated him. But something got a hold of Zacchaeus. And he said, i got to get to Jesus. I don't see nobody. Tyler said, come on, brother Zacchaeus. You can sit on my shoulder, Zacchaeus. No. He had to get pushed. He had to go up and it was a shame, a disgrace. He had to go out on a limb. Brother, I'm going to ask you something like this. Would some of you go out on a limb to see Jesus? Would you be that serious enough about God that you go out on a limb and risk life and limb to get where Jesus is at, brother? That's talking about the violence. I take it by force. Zacchaeus said, they ain't going to help me, but I'm going to get where I need some help from the Lord. Amen. 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 Hey, listen to me. If we're going to get anywhere with God, we're going to have to start with something to get serious. Have to, brother. We're going to have to get serious. This play, this playing around is why we ain't got no victory. That's exactly right. We're going to play around and we're going to play for victory. I want victory, don't you? Paul said, watch ye. Stand fast in the faith. Quit ye like men. Be like a man. Men. Be strong. Yeah. Be strong. Amen. But let me tell you something. This old feminine day we're living in with these men <laughs> look like a bunch of sissies in these pulpits. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, Jesus was a man's man. <laughs> Peter was a man's man. <laughs> and we need, listen to me, <laughs> and if we're going to get to the kingdom of God <laughs> and get our family there, <laughs> we're going to have to quit whining, pouting around, <laughs> bunch of these feminine men. We're going to have to put on our big boy britches, <laughs> our big girl britches, <laughs> and say, I'm going to get to God. <laughs> I'm going to do something <laughs> for the glory of God. <laughs> and get Serious for God, Amen. 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 Get serious for God. God help us. The violent take it by force. I'm gonna say, Tyler. I'm gonna say that when Jairus went down there when his daughter was sick, 
Jason, I'm going to say somebody stepped on his feet and him sandals. There's a crowd around there. I'm going to say his knee hurt, Jamie. I'm going to say somebody bumped his knee on the way down there. He didn't say, oh, I can't. I'd say somebody might have said, where you going, Jerry? It's got my way. That would hurt his feelings. Would you not think it would hurt my feelings? No, he said, my daughter's sick. My daughter's, I got to get to Jesus. I got to get to the place where I can get to Jesus. I got to get to the place where I can see God. Hey, listen to me this morning. If we're going to get to God, we're going to see God move. We're going to have to get serious about this thing and get on fire God and quit playing around in the house of God with the people of God, with the word of God. Amen. Amen. The violent take it by force. Do you really want God this morning? You want to go get it? You want to be saved this morning? Do you? You So how do I know if I want to be saved? Do you want to be saved? Do you want to be? I bet old Zacchaeus, you know, a couple weeks ago, I preached a message titled on that Syrophoenician woman. Now, buddy, that right there was somebody that took it by force. She come out of the country. She was with a bunch of people that she didn't even need to be around, want to be around. <laughs> they even tried to run her off, but they couldn't run her off. <laughs> and she said, I just, I, Lord, you're right, Lord. <laughs> You've got me to the place of truth. <laughs> but if I can just get a crumb and fall off your table, it'll be all right. <laughs> hey, I'm talking about the violent taking about force <laughs> and taking this thing serious. <laughs> that woman with the issue of blood, brother, <laughs> she pressed through that crown yes. <laughs> and get to Jesus. I'm talking about the violent, <laughs> the forceful <laughs> taking about <by> force. <laughs> uh, do you want to go? <laughs> with the Lord. Amen. Amen. Are we going to be like a bunch of children playing in a marketplace? In the last verse, in verse 19, Jesus makes a statement. You might have read this in your Bible. What does all this mean? I'm trying to help you this morning what this means this morning. Jesus said the Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, a man gluttonous, and a wine-bibber, and a friend of publicans and sinners. He makes this statement. He said, "But but, But wisdom is justified of her children. What does that mean? Wisdom is justified. He just goes on talking about children. He goes on talking about the violent taking by force. Then he stops right here and he's going to go into something else. He says the wisdom is justified by her children. You know what that means right there? That means that the word of God goes out and God knows whether you're actually going to take what's been preached to you this morning and are really serious about it and are really going to do something in your life with it. That's what that means. If you're going to take what God's give you and apply it to your life, it's justified in your children. Yeah. It shows that you've took something from God's Word, Amen. received it, yeah. and it's evident in your life. Because if it ain't never evident in your life, you're just a child playing in the marketplace. That's right. You, you hear it, and you say, I like that, but you don't never do nothing about it. Amen. You hear it, you say, I like that, that's right, amen, but you never do nothing about it. You never move on it. You never attempt to obey it. You never attempt to grow in it. Instead, you just, like children in the marketplace, and say, I hope he pipes something a little different to me. I'm going to go here another little He was too sad this time. I need to go where they rejoice a little bit more. Uh, there's too much rejoicing. I need to go where they pipe, where they limit some more. But there's never no evident change in your life. And Jesus said wisdom is justified or made known in her children. If you really take it to heart and you really apply it in your life, then you're going to have victory and it's going to be evident in your life. If not, you go 40 years, you can't digest the Word of God. You can't make up your mind what's right. 
You're irritable all the time. You're moody up and down. Lord God, help us. Amen. Amen. You're unstable as you can be. And there's never any victory there. Why? Because the Word of God ain't getting applied in your life. And you're just children playing in a microplace. Pop to me Wednesday preacher. Pop to me Sunday preacher. Hey, lament for me Wednesday preacher. Hey, I like that. Hey, let's go back and play again. Hey, but there's never no change hey, in your life. Hey, and the Lord said the violent. Hey, uh, take it by force. Amen. You really take your thing to heart? Amen. Are you taking it in? Now, I, I got this for this Randall Mullins' song right here. Some of y'all know his story and some of y'all don't. About that song in 120. My old Eugene Bartlett, he wrote eight, he, Tyler, he wrote 800 songs. Gertie wrote 800 songs. Eugene Bartlett did 800 songs in the in, in late, 18, late 1840s and 50s. He had a stroke. It paralyzed him. It put him bed fast and down. And you know, the song that he wrote right before he died is in your songbook. And it's the most popular song that the man wrote while he was bed fast. In the 1840s, and he didn't write it saying, I hope this gets me some views on YouTube. <laughs> I didn't want he wrote it. Amen. He didn't write it to say, I hope this gets shared a lot on Facebook and gets me popular and I can go sing in the church. Yeah. Give me a love. I didn't want he wrote it. God, he wrote it out of a heart that loved God. Amen. He wrote 800 songs. Amen. 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 You know what that song was? I heard an old, old story how a Savior came from glory. Hey, he gave his life for you and me. On Calvary. It's in 120 right here in your songbook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's in 120. He said, I heard an old, old story. A Savior came from glory. Hey, gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. Hey, man. Hey, man. I, like this last, I like this part right here. I heard about a mansion he has built for me in glory. I heard about the streets that go beyond the crystal sea, about the angels singing and the old redemption story. And some sweet day I'll sing there, up there the song of victory. That's a man right there that wasn't playing around. That's right there as a man that's playing for victory. Amen. Uh, when, when are we going to start playing for some victory? But I, I don't want to play. Ken, I don't want to just go play around. I want, I want to win something, don't you? I want some victory in my life. I want some victory over the spirit I got sometimes. I want some victory. Some of you, do you battle with anger? Do you want some victory in your life? I want you to quit playing around and get some victory in your life. Huh? Some of you, uh, are you, do you, some of you, listen to me. Some of you, do you battle around, play around, and you're unfaithful in your life in areas where you need to be faithful? Why don't you say, Lord, help me with that. Yeah. I won't quit playing around. I won't get some victory over that. Yeah. Do some of you listen to me? Are you praying for things? You just don't. You're not getting any victory. Maybe you just cause you're playing around and you're not going to get any victory. Right. Are you listening to the preacher this Amen. morning? Wisdom is justified. So I just can't get through some things, brother Kevin. Listen to me. Wisdom is justified in her children. God's word will get you through things, amen. amen. A winner just goes on through it. A loser says, I just can't get past it. God help us in this hour we God live in. Yeah. Are we going to play around or are we going to play for some victory? You say, you listen to me. If you wear the tag of Jesus and you say you're saved, man, the world ought to know. Amen. That's right. There ought to be some victory in life. Hey, you know what? We got people in this church, they're, they're, they are marked in this community. Because of the victories that they got in their life when they got saved. I just don't mean to. I mean that it's evident in their life. Their victories that they got in their life. They've got some victory. Because they didn't play around. They said, I'm going to get in there. And I'm going to get at it. Amen. And God did a move in your life. You, listen to me. It's going to take you getting at it, at it. The scripture says the violent take it by force. Amen. 
That means you're going to have to get at it. I'm going to say it again. You're going to have to get at it. Amen. I'm going to say it again. You're going to have to get at it. Amen. Take it. If you want it, get it. Amen. Preach it, brother. He says, I want a prayer life. Get at it. I want some victory in my life. Get at it. I want to have some victory over sin. Get at it. Or just play around. Pop to me. Pop to me. Pop to me. Let's 